I'm not a perfect Christian. Yeah, hey, I'm an imperfect person. I go to church on the weekends. But I'm still far from perfect. I'm gonna kick us off with a with a hypothetical question. Alright. Hit me with it. Would you rather do your all of your own stunts in a movie or have a stunt man do them for you? Hmm. Feel like it depends on the stunts. I don't know. Well you you choose the movie. You choose what kind of movie you want to star in and whether or not you want to be your own stunts or have a stunt man. Mm. So I'm thinking like Indiana Jones type movie. Oh, okay. We can do that. We can do that. Like with a lot of ropes and jumps and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, feel like it, I feel like it could be kind of fun to do that. Yeah, that is true. That is true. But then again, see, I'm not a heights guy. Really? I hate heights, dude. <laughs> so, so you're not a you're not a roller coaster guy. I I ride roller coasters, but like. It's it's kind of like a one and done thing for me. Like I, I do it just to say I did it, and then I'm then I'm checking the box. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> really? I oh, yeah. I never knew that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay. I, um, there's I've got a I got a funny picture I need to show you sometime at a rock and roller coaster in Disney World. Yes, I love it. Oh <laughs> man, I love it. Every time I go to Orlando, I go. We we have to ride that roller coaster. The rock and roller coaster. Yes, sir. That's it literally goes. Jump. It literally goes straight up and then straight yes. down. <laughs> yes. But the first, like, literally the first second, you go from zero to sixty mm-hmm. in like no time at all. And like, dude, my face looked <laughs> like I saw a ghost or something. Bro. I was, I was scared to death. <laughs> So it's funny you say that because the last time I went, it was with uh, some of my closest friends back in Georgia, and we took like a vacation to, to Orlando last yeah. year, and we went to Universal, we went to Islands of Adventure, all that, all that jazz. And one of my one of my homeboys, he saw the ride because when you first walk into uh, Universal, you see the ride. It's this big, bright red roller coaster that literally goes straight up on the incline and goes straight down. Oh wow! <laughs> and um. And so he saw it. He was like, "We getting on that?" It's like, "Heck yeah, we getting on that." What you mean? <laughs> You're not backing out now? He's like, "Bro, no way. I'm not. No, I'm not getting on it. There's nothing you can say. You can't pay me enough." But he got on that ride though, and he, he doesn't regret it to this day. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's 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 how I would be. Like I would do it, and I'd be glad I did it. But get it's get me on this. That's the, that's, that's the that's the trick, but um, and the, the the thing they did with that ride in particular was that they it's like a conveyor belt, um when you're in line, so like once you get on that conveyor belt, there's no turning back. Like cause oh, you you God. either have to you either have to get in your seat, or or get in your seat. Like they, <laughs> there's no there's no like second guessing whether or not you want to get on or not. Once you're on that conveyor belt, because by the time it gets to the end of the of the conveyor belt. You're going on the incline, like oh, if you're wow. if you're strapped up, you're already going on the incline, whether you're ready or not. Yo, but it's yeah, I, that so that's a that's what kind of one of the things that that kind of swayed his decision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had no choice. He didn't have a choice. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't no. tell him that till it's too late though. Uh huh. Right. I ain't tell him that till we got on the conveyor belt. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't turn back. Uh-huh. You can't. You can't do it. No sir. Not this one. <laughs> uh, so you would would you do your own stunts you know i feel like i would okay that that doesn't surprise me but i didn't know that you weren't a heights guy okay i just gotta swallow my fear bro that's mm. that's all it comes down to yeah okay i feel that I, I would probably side with the same um deciding to do my own stunts uh yeah i, I think it would just be fun right for sure yeah, with all that comes with that, you know, the the risk of getting injured and not yeah. being able to finish the set. I mean, I get that, I get that. But yeah. if, but if Jackie Chan can do it for however long he did it, and still be kicking, oh yeah, that's Jackie Chan though. Now you're right. He yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> you are right. Okay, so if you were to have a um a stuntman, who would your stuntman be? Mm, Adam Riley. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing. 
Um, nah, let's see. I mean, I'd take Jackie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or uh, I honestly don't really know who to, like, pull from. Um, like, who would you say? Mm, I'm thinking of, I want to say so either either Michael B. Jordan. Okay. Or uh what's bro name? Um Yeah, it's between Michael B. Jordan or it would have to be someone that like almost resembles me. So I, Chad- I can't I can't say Jackie Chan. <laughs> Chadwick. Ooh, yes, Chadwick Bozeman. R.I.P. bro. Mm, R.I.P. man. Dang. That that's a good one. Did he do his own stunts? I I was gonna ask you. I don't know. He probably. I, I, I have to look that up off air. I feel like if like, I mean, he knew he was dying. Mm-hmm. So like, if you know you're dying, it's like, why wouldn't you do your own stunts? Yeah, man. Then on the 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 flip side of that, like, he he may have. Well, he was feeling like, I I would assume that he wouldn't. He wasn't feeling as though he could do his own stunts anymore just because his body was literally decaying. That could be it, yeah. But I, w- I would be impressed. Not surprised, but impressed if he did do his own stunts, given that given that circumstance. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up. Mm. Yeah, do that. We're going to find that. it out. We're going to find out, man. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, I don't know if there's many white people that can match my athleticism. That's <laughs> <laughs> What about a what about a young uh a young Liam Neeson? I can go with Liam or um I was I was kinda thinking what's his name? Um Eastwood. Scott Eastwood. Or... Oh Scott Eastwood. <laughs> nice. <laughs> or ooh, a good one for you, uh Brendan Fraser. I don't even know who that is. What? Who's who who who's Brendan Fraser? I don't think I know. Have you watched um any of the mummy movies? I, I don't think I have. I need to now, I guess. Bro, you have to. The Mummy, like, The Mummy, The Mummy Returns, uh, the third Mummy movie, it was The um, the Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Jet Li's in that one. Okay. Um, but you haven't seen The Mummy? I, I, I really don't think I have. Bro, but... I, I think I think it's kind of like, it's a mixture between, like, Indiana Jones. Okay. Um, but just with mummies instead of, like, treasure. I mean, right, in- I mean, essentially, they're trying to find treasure but it's not like it's not like the treasure that indiana jones was kind of after right okay but like they're they're more so into like um i for, I forget what their actual like profession was but brendan Fraser's wife was she's an explorer she wrote a book she does all these things about these findings like of of uh ancient egypt and brendan Fraser oh. was he was he was the one that was looking for the treasure and then they ended yeah. up getting married and they both became kind of become this tandem of like um like ancient egyptian artifacts finders um whatever the case was but it's it's pretty dope like oh and the rock yeah. the, the rock is in the second one. Oh, uh, for real yeah it's called the scorpion king yeah, yeah yeah i think i've i think i've uh i've definitely heard the title i just need to go I need to put that on my on my Friday Friday morning watch list for my. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching the Rings of Power, dude. The Lord of the Rings. Ah, I seen a commercial about that the other day. Pretty good. You got I'll, you got to kind of be a little bit of a Lord of, Lord of the Rings fan to enjoy it. Yeah, I, I never but, got into Lord of the Rings. I just I recently got into um Harry Potter. I want to say last year. Ooh. Yeah. So I yeah. So I've, you, I've, did you read them or did you just watch them? No, I watched the movies. I didn't read watch them. them. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I made it. I I started reading Harry Potter. Like I tried to read Harry Potter. I should say, like fourth grade maybe, and ooh. I I read like the like the first page of the first book and was just like I can't I can't read this. Dude, I feel, I feel like that <laughs> young, like it's so overwhelming. Yeah, like those book, those books are hefty. Yeah, <laughs> like they got some weight to them. Oh, for sure. Um, and then, like me at that age, my attention span wasn't 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 nearly long enough to to be fully engaged in a book that I was intimidated just by the fact that that book looked like the 
like a, a shoebox almost. Right, right. <laughs> like, no, for real. It, it, yeah. You know, just one of those one of those books that you feel like you're really smart when you finish it. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Absolutely. It's like a, it's a textbook. It's just a, right. a, a fictional textbook. Right. Word, right. word. But yeah, let's uh let's go ahead and hop into um just the topic of discussion. So the okay. what kind of premised this um this topic for me was I was giving a uh in a sense a club talk for okay. a for a pregame meal for the the school that I do uh young life at at West Charlotte High School. Shout out to Dub, you know. Yeah. Um so we so the the head coach has us uh well has me do like kind of like a pregame uh meal speech or whatnot um it's yeah like i said it's essentially a club talk um and i kind of pose my pose myself pose the question to myself first um and like does does god care who wins like does he actually care who Mm. who wins the game or any game uh for that matter um and so i talked a little bit about it i didn't have a lot of time to kind of like unpack it just because um, you know, club talks, they're about like 10 to 12 minutes, but they, they kind of got the gist of it. But it mm-hmm. it piqued my interest as it being a topic of like of discussion, because a lot of um, a lot of my circle, a lot of the people that I like hang with that I call friends are former athletes, current athletes um, and even the, the ministry that I do to high schoolers. Um, the, the majority of them are athletes. Um, right. And so me, and you being. Uh, former college athletes back at uh, back in school, um, I felt it would be fitting and uh, a very interesting topic to kind of to unpack. Um, yeah, sure. In a sense, for that. Oh, sure. So I was doing I was doing some research, um, doing my homework. Come on, and looking up stuff, you know, just different commentaries, different uh, viewpoints and perspectives on like on this uh, in particular. Um, and I want to I want to know your thoughts about this statement. Um, it's one of uh, a few, but it, it kind of stuck out to me um, because it makes sense. Um, so it says uh, we care. We care. We being humanity. We care um, because we've replaced God with games and mm-hmm. making and making those games an idolatrous substitute for God himself. Mm. What are your what are what are your thoughts about that? Yo, um, I don't disagree. Um, I think that this is a question that I've struggled with for a while. Um, I mean, just kind of growing up with a very competitive nature mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, writing the, writing the Philippians 413 on my tape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you John 316. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I got the power of God with me trying to, strike this kid out or whatever it looks mm-hmm. like. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know, man. I think what I've realized is Jesus is way more concerned with my heart and my character than he is about really anything else. Um, and that doesn't mean that he doesn't care about the outcome of a game necessarily. It's just that, like, I, I really think it comes down to value and the value we place on things and people. Um, I just think I think one of the one of the main issues in our world is that we have a very imbalanced scale when it comes to how we value, you know, creation and the things that God's given us, especially when those things become more important to us than the creator himself. Right. Um, and so like, you know, I think about, and we obviously will be kicking this around a little bit, but I, 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 the idea that keeps coming to my mind is what is true victory? Mm -hmm. You know, is it, is it winning a, winning a game or a championship or scoring a bunch of points or winning an award or like, is, is victory really something more profound and more um i don't know i've got i've got an answer to that but i want to hear kind of what your what your thoughts are to that before i do yeah um so the victory 
I would say for just me personally, the victory in um, in that would be uh, now that I've kind of been through the different, you know, levels of um, like sports, being in high school, amateur, college, um, and then what I do now. Uh, I right. think the, the, the victory is how I can most I can most reflect Jesus. Right. And in and his character. Um, while in the midst of competition, huh? Like how? Like how can I? What? What's a way? Because, because in, as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, that that is our that is our purpose. That is our right. sole purpose, and everything that we do kind of revolves around, um, uh, first us knowing Christ for ourselves, and then helping Him, um, be known by other people, um, and yeah. how and how can I best do that in the midst of, uh a high intense uh competitive environment right and and not letting that um supersede why I do what I do now it, it is a thing to to use your gifts use your talents that that God has blessed you with um to do that whether that be um being a football player a baseball player or whatever whatever the case is whatever uh fill in the blank um, I say the true victory is like in the midst of that competitive environment, how can we, um, how can we reflect Christ? Because there are going to be things that happen in those settings that don't go our way. Right. Um, there are going to be things that uh, we mess up on, um, things that will go our way. Um, and the way we respond to that is whether or not we, uh, when they go our way, do we take the credit for ourselves? Right. Or, or do we, do we give thanks and honor to God that, um, that he allowed that to go the way it was supposed to go. Yeah. And, and, and when we mess up, do we, do we blame God? Do we blame ourselves? Like who do we pin the fault on? And it's, it's, it's ultimately a, um, a test on how we, how we respond. Hmm. Do we respond as Jesus did or, or do we, do we take it upon ourselves to, to, to react how we would in our, in our flesh, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I've, I've been resonating a lot with testing and how God puts us through trials. Um, and honestly, like, I mean, I think about the story of Abraham where God, gives him a son when he's like 99 years old mm -hmm. and he's been waiting for a long time. His wife, Sarah had been barren and he finally gets this son that he's promised. And then the first thing God tells him to do is go hike him up a mountain and like basically sacrifice this son that God had given him. And mm -hmm. so Abraham is kind of like, I mean, I can't imagine what that would have felt like, you know, mm -hmm. as a father. Um, and I'm not, I'm not a father yet, but I just, I can't, I mean, being a son, I can only imagine what that would be like or feel like walking up with my dad, um, to a place and, and, I, you know, that's just a crazy scene, but, um, something about like the test that God is, is putting Abraham in a position to either obey or disobey, um, to, I mean, there, there's something about the character that ultimately I think is what we're getting at is like our character is our ultimate victory or defeat. Like if we, if, if our character is unified with that of Jesus and that we become like him and we become one with him, mm -hmm. I think ultimately that, it, that is our victory. Um, but when, when our character takes the shape of, anything less than that, whether that's greed or idolatry or um, like toxic competitiveness or just, just like trying to leverage for power, trying to be like, I think there's something about us as human beings. We just want to leverage things for our favor. And mm. I just don't know if that's the way of the cross or of Jesus. And, and I just, it's it's a very interesting dichotomy in scripture of the last shall be first. Yeah. 
I mean, my dad and I are walking through the Beatitudes right now in Matthew 5 and this picture of the meek inheriting the earth and the, the poor in spirit being blessed. It's, it's, just, it's just such an interesting, like, paradox to faith in the, in the life that God's calling us into that I just, I have found, and I, and I may be wrong, but I've found that it kind of turns the competitive, my competitive nature on its head. Um, and it, and it points me to a different goal, if you will, of this, this is success that I learn how to, to, to harness and bridle my power and energy and emotions for the betterment of other people and for the glory of God. Ah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's a that's a really really good point, um, and, and and it's not and it's not to say that, um, how we respond and and like the outcomes of a of a game or whatever the case may be, uh, it's not, it's not undermining the like the hard work that us as athletes or people as athletes that that they do. It's not saying okay, right? You you work hard, of course, you're going to a lot of the time you're going to see the fruit of your labor. Right. And if you don't work hard, it's going to show as well. Like if you don't, if you don't prepare for the game, if you don't prepare for a test, if you don't prepare for um, giving a presentation in class or at, at work, like right. it's, it's going to show. Um, right. And then conversely, when you do prepare, it will show. Um, and, and it's not to kind of like to take that away from us and it being like, okay, we, we, we won this game. Um, because God wanted us to win, or or we lost this game because God didn't didn't want us to win. Um, and, and as a verse that I used when I gave this talk, uh, well, not when I gave this talk, but a talk that kind of led into that, um, the the talk that we're having now. Right. Um, it was it's let's see First Corinthians. Right. First Corinthians. Uh, no, Colossians, not Corinthians. Colossians is it yeah three twenty three, mm-hmm. where where Paul tells the the church uh, in Coloss that whatever you do, um, give it your very, paraphrasing, <laughs> that whatever you do, um, you do give it your very best effort, um, because you're doing it unto God and not right. to please men, right? And so from thousands of thousands of years ago, uh, God's heart for us was to do is to do even to this day is to do our very best. Give our give our best effort at whatever we we choose to do um and at everything that he kind of calls us to. He he doesn't he doesn't want us to be mediocre cuz God's not mediocre. He created us in his image. So right. he doesn't want his creation to be to be mediocre cuz he's not. Um he he wants us to to do our very best as if we're because inevitably it it reflects God, right? It it, it shows um, the it shows the the character of God and just having that admonition for Him because we care so much about this thing. We also want to honor God in said thing that we what that we do. Anything that you want, anything that you're really invested in and that you care about deeply. Especially if it's given to you by someone else, you're gonna make sure you're gonna make sure that you take care of that said thing or do the very best at what at what you're given to do. Like you want to show your it's 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 showing our appreciation to God for allowing us to one have the the ability to do what it is what it is that He gave us and gifted us to do, um, right. and two giving Him honor um, in that. So it's a, it's a it's a deeper level of appreciation when we do our very best or go the extra mile to, to be the best at what we can be at whatever it is. Right. Right. I agree. And I, and I think like, you know, me and my, me and my roommate, um, T, T DeBose, he played, played baseball in college as well. And we've, we've talked about just the same kind of, same kind of conversation in the past as well. And I think both of us, have expressed like a frustration and I I don't know if you feel the same way in this, but 
where, I mean, when it came to working hard, like, nobody outworked us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And, like, we put the time in, and we did. Like, I mean, I had a – I remember having a, I had a batting cage in my backyard, and my dad were in there all – I probably was in that batting cage more than I was in my house. Mm. And just just hitting and hitting and hitting away. And then not only that, but it's like, I mean, I played football too. So it was like I'm also – going out and throwing and running and doing that work as well. And so it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm putting my effort into being good at all these different things, but it's just this reality of like, dude, no, no matter how hard we try or work, we will never be LeBron James or Michael Jordan mm. or, you know, I mean, because th- the reality is, is they were given ability and talent that you or I were not, you know? Mm-hmm. And like comparatively, like, you know, we we are better than others because God gave us the ability better, like, you know, to be better than others in some capacities. Mm-hmm. But like, I think what is what has really humbled me is realizing that even my initiative to work hard and to be my best and to do well and to perform at a high level is not even fr- it's not even of me. It's it's from God. Uh, like yeah. all of it's a gift. And it's a, it's a very humbling thing. Cause I think a lot of people want to talk about like, Hey man, if you work hard, if you put your, put your, if you put your mind to it, you can do anything. And it's like, well, yeah, if the Lord allows it, right. <laughs> you know? And, and I think there's a, there's a very, very important balance that we've got to keep in there of, you know, if, if you or I set out to be the greatest basketball player in the world right now, or the greatest football player in the world right now, We've got the whole we like all the odds are stacked against us. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. We're we're out of the prime of our life. We've both experienced some pretty significant injuries. Like it's and and, and the NBA draft's already gone and we're 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 pushing thirty. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. It's just like it doesn't matter how much time we spend in the weight room or on the field. We're just not gonna get to that level because there's there's another force at work, if you mm-hmm. see what I'm kind of getting at. Um which can be disheartening, right? Because I feel like a lot of people just go, well, if I can't be the best, then why try? Right. Right. Oh, you're so right. That, yeah. And that, and that's kind of the thing that I see um, so, uh, a little bit in myself sometimes, but like more, it's more prevalent in like the, the younger generation now. Cause a lot of, especially in the context that I do ministry in, it's like, sports for them is their way out it's it's right. a it's a way for them to to escape their reality when they when they go home um and a way to to kind of to make a way for them or to to be to be kind of that scapegoat for them right and if anything that they're not super really good at or they don't see any fruit coming from it initially they just, they automatically just, you know, they discount it. Like right. it's, it's, it's not even worth it. If I'm not going to get something out of it or if I can't be the best at it, like you said, why, why even try? Right. Um, and that, and that kind of, that, that hearing that and even just like sensing that in, in the youth nowadays, it's, it, it, it hurts my heart because it's like, it's like if only you could see that, that God has more for you than just a state championship ring. Like, like if you, if you think that's good, like you just, just wait till, till God really kind of like blows your mind. Um, and that's not even the tip of the iceberg. Like there's, there's more in store if, if, if you were just to, to allow God to, to show you what more he has for you. Right. Cause we, cause we, we do these things. We, we care about these things. Um, because to us, there's like, there's no higher goal um or at least in the sports realm there's no higher goal than to to win right there's there's nothing there's nothing more important than winning you hear coaches say it all the time like man it it, they say it so so many times like there's nothing more important than winning like there's it's it's kind of ingrained in in our heads that winning is the highest priority but then again, it's like when you do win, it's like, 
okay, is is the, is that it? Like, right? Like, because even with when Tom Brady, he had Tom a Brady. he had an interview um a few okay. years ago, back when we were in college. Uh, he had just came off of his what his third straight Super Bowl win. Yeah, uh, one league MVP, set all these records, and he was asking an interview like, um. Well, I forget what he was asked, but his answer inevitably was like, "Is is is this all that this has to offer? Is like, is this is this it?" Right. And for him to say that, being as successful as he is, even to this day, and to have the the notoriety and and just the the reputation that he has, for him, a professional athlete, to 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 say that is like, is still not enough. Like that that puts that puts this whole winning is everything. It puts it in a different. It puts it in a different light for me, at least. Yeah. Because like, I what's mean, the? Well, go ahead. My bad. Well, I mean, it's it's obviously still not enough. I mean, he just won seven. Mm-hmm. He couldn't he couldn't stay in retirement two months before he was itching for more. You know, and like, right. there's a level of like. There's there's honor in that because it's like a competitor that's still wanting to compete while he has the chance, and I, and I think that's a really good thing, I, and I respect Brady for that. But I think at the end of the day, I mean, it, it's very similar to watching The Last Dance and mm. seeing Jordan kind of process, you know, life after being this literal god in our culture. And and still a, a god to some people in in this culture, you know. <laughs> yeah. And but there's just something like if you if you really look into their eyes, there's just this emptiness because like they they have fought and yearned after something so hard, and it's still not enough. Mm-hmm. And and all they they're like especially I mean from what I've what I've heard and seen from from jordan is like dude like went like he can't he can't stop competing you know and i think there's like a there's a level of that that again is is very honorable like he's 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 rising to the challenge and like you know it's a very manly thing to do you know <laughs> get right, that? like right. a lot of people will look at that and go see look at jordan he's he's doing it kind of thing and i just at some point like you got to ask the question is is winning everything or being a winner more is, is being being a winner more important mm. and that's what that's what comes back to our character right like yeah and, and i think this is what jesus really is inviting us into and and i think a lot of people have a, a very miss or like miss understood notion or i don't know what the word is for that but it's it's a skewed understanding of what heaven really is. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think it's this like that they're going to have this mansion in the sky and they're just going to have this eternal retirement plan where they just kick their feet up and do nothing. Right. Right. But what really is the case is that Jesus is inviting us into a kind of life that is eternal. It, it's eternal life is not just that we live forever. It's that we live the kind of life that's worth living forever. Mm. you see what the how that how that that that's a huge huge piece that i feel like is very very widely misunderstood and and to live a life that is eternal that's worth eternity ultimately is what it means to be a true winner if i'm wrong (laughs) right right like if if the meek inherit the earth it seems like the meek won right yeah they they weren't supposed to win though, right? They were uh-huh. the underdogs. Yeah they, were, yeah, they were the people that nobody thought had a shot, right? Mm-hmm. But they inherit the earth. They win because they have been transformed into the kind of people that inherit the earth. They be, they became winners by the grace that God gave them, not by any other means. Not not because they were strong enough. Not because they were fast enough. Not because they were, you know, they proved it, right? But just because they they surrendered to the Spirit of God and let the Lord ter- transform them into people that could inherit eternity and and live in it. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Um, and while I was looking up in my in my research, doing my homework, um, 
somebody had said something to the sort. It says that that when you when you speak about living that life or being being winners um, as opposed to winning um, and being a winner um, in that in the sense that we we're invited into living a life um, of eternity that's worth that's worth living. Um, and right. so this this person said in this article, I forget the article, but I, have, I quoted it. He says that um, God cares because game outcomes produce an opportunity for his people to glorify him through their choice to keep the game second. Right. Regardless of the outcome. Whether say we part. say say what? Say that last part one more time. It says God cares because game outcomes produce an opportunity for his people to glorify him through their choice to keep the game second regardless of the outcome. I like that. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, that goes a lot to, to your point. I mean, that, right. that, that character being the winner, the meek inheriting the earth, knowing, knowing what the, the, the main goal is like keeping the main thing, the main thing and winning is, it's not everything. Although it is, it is a part of um, said sport or whatever the case may be, but it's, it's not, it's not what consumes all of it. It's not, the most important thing. Right. And I think that circles back to, you know, and I, I think we kind of hit on this a little bit, but just the win at all cost mentality. Yeah. That is so, I mean, that that's like completely overrun our culture. And the problem with that is while it, it's tagged with this great thing, if we want to win, at all costs opens the door for all kinds of just evil. Right. Um, because all right, at all costs, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna basically cheat so that I can win. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is, you know, that's one of the tragedies of I think professional sports is it's hard to tell who's honest these days. It's yeah. it's hard to tell who's who's actually like, you know, doing it the right way. And you know, it, it, it's you, you want to pull for guys to succeed, but but at the same time, is is their integrity secondary to their success? Mm. And and if and if their integrity is compromised, then is their success really success? Really? Yeah. That yeah, you make a you make a valid point for that. Um. Yeah, cause like yeah, and then you hear it all the time in sports. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, or right. or it's like it's not cheating if everybody if everybody's doing it, right? But even then, just just because everybody's doing it doesn't mean it's right, right? And now in certain in certain in certain contexts, um, that may not be the case. But in for this for this topic, like yeah, just because everybody's doing it doesn't mean it's the thing to do, right? And just because somebody doesn't get caught doesn't mean that you won't get caught, right? And, and, it, and it all comes it all comes back to, um, to that character. What what's really what really matters in a in competition, right? As as Christian athletes, as Christians in general, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be sports. It, uh, it could be anything in corporate America, just something in your job, um, and it, it it doesn't have to be something that because you can be competitive at work. Right. You can have incentives at work or you can be uh, um, competitive within yourself um, in whatever work setting that is. Um, that winning, it's you, 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 you put this idea, this concept of winning um, at the very top of your list because, because winning is good. But because we've put it on this pedestal that nothing, nothing else matters as long as you win. Right. And and not to blow past the feeling that that winning winning is good. Winning is like it's cool. Like it's every everybody wants to win, of course. I'm not saying go out and do whatever it is that you're doing. Like don't do it to win or don't right. do it to be the very best at it. Of course not. But what I'm saying is like don't let that winning mindset, um, that goal of winning, um, one, don't let it occupy all all of your energy, all of your 
all of your efforts. Like there's there's some some things you do to get something out of it to help better yourself for sure. Um, and on that same note, you can also do things to the best of your ability to help other people. Right. And, and it might not be winning every time. And sometimes it may it may need you may need to win for somebody else to win. You know. Right. Um, and like we like we do in in young life, like we 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 intentionally um, put certain kids up front so that they they can get that win they can get they can get that said win um not for their own ego but to to let them know that there is still hope right like just just because just because you come from a certain background or or whatever the case is it's not like you're hopeless like you can still win at life right and that's that's where i think what what keeps me engaged in the sports world and like you know i'll always i'll always love sports you know regardless of anything you know but like i think the thing that that makes the games fun to watch is watching guys struggle and then and then and then overcome Mm -hmm. and watching teams that aren't supposed to aren't supposed to make it right like step up like face the giant and 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 knock him down you know what i mean like there's there's a there's a huge like amount of joy that comes from just the underdog take taking the throne you know yeah and my volunteers going up against alabama this weekend you know that's like a that's a that's a a, a huge picture in my mind of something that like i'm gonna be i'm gonna be paying close attention to that game because i i love tennessee and i want i want them to win and how cool would it be to beat Alabama this weekend? You know what I mean? And I think oh, yeah. there's there's a level of that that I think God enjoys too. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I think that God loves the comeback story. I think God loves victory. I, I think he loves it when 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 you score a touchdown, right? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. or when, I, when I get a big hit or make a big play or whatever happens. Like, I think God really, really does enjoy that and love that. But I don't think he loves it when I cheat and win, mm-hmm. right? I yeah. don't think he loves it when I leverage for power. And I think that's what's going to be so interesting, man, is like one day we're all going to stand face-to-face with Jesus. And that ultimately is going to be the biggest game of our lives, if you see, if you understand, if you kind of get where I'm going with that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and like the question is, are we going to be able to stand in his presence, mm-hmm. right? And – if I've lived a life of integrity and like I've, I've humbled myself and allowed the spirit of God to transform my heart into, into a person that can stand, mm-hmm. then I will stand. But if I've lived a life without integrity and have cheated my way through and lied and stolen and manipulated, like I literally will not be able to stand in his presence. Right. And I, I could have all the trophies and money and power in the world and it would be nothing at that point. Mm-hmm. and that that ultimately is the biggest test and so the same way that you train for a game you know like i, I remember in high school every every sunday after church i go up to the weight room we go watch film we kind of do a walk you know just kind of get ready for the next week and then it was monday through thursday we're, tr- we're we're preparing for the friday night game right and the same way that we prepared for that game i think is the same way that jesus wants us to prepare for him right with discipline, with, with, Hey, this, these are your objectives. These are the things that I want you to, to accomplish and, and, and move towards. If you don't, is it the end of the world? No, no. no. Right. Because, because Jesus paid the price and he, he finishes the race for us, but he still wants us to participate. He still wants us to strap on the helmet and go play. If you feel what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, because he wants us to enjoy the, the thrill of, going into war with somebody you know what mm-hmm. i mean and like 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 striving for greatness even if you don't catch it you're at least making the attempt yes um and i think that's that's that teddy roosevelt quote man of it's not the critic who counts but it's the man actually in the arena that's that's fighting that's doing the winning and the losing mm. that's that's the, that's the man who counts and yeah. i just think that jesus is inviting us all to be that man in the arena um that that you know, just at least at least does his best 
in service to Jesus, if if to no one else. Right. And yeah. and it's 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 a good thing that you said that, um, because he because ultimately he does care. Jesus, right. Jesus cares about everything that we care about, you know, and even like as it pertains to him as well. Like he he cares about outside of that part, but he cares about it because the little things matter to him too. Right. Like whatever concerns us, it concerns him because he he has our best interests at heart, and, and he right. and he wants us to know that, and he cares um about these whether whether or not we win or lose because because every because every aspect of just humanity in of itself it points towards um the highest aim of of us celebrating Jesus of us celebrating him right like every 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 aspect of our existence points towards um us celebrating Jesus and of course of course, God knows the outcome. Jesus knows the outcome of games or whatever the case may be. Um, and he cares about them, yes. Um, and another another uh, kind of another spiel from that same article, it says that does he care about the air, the outcome? Does he care about the outcome? Um, and it says only as it relates to the individuals involved. Hmm, I agree with that. And that and that God uses events in the life of a follower of Jesus to mold him or her into the image of his son. Right. For both unbelievers and as well as believers, God uses events in their lives so that they see their need of him. Right. And what? that, and that's the, that's the victory we were talking about earlier. Right. Right. Seeing, seeing the need for Jesus in, in whatever capacity that may be. Whether it's sports, whether it's um, at home with your family, it doesn't have to always be competition. Um, but just in every aspect of our lives, the ultimate victory is realizing our need for Jesus. Yeah, it's exa- exactly, exactly, and that—that's that picture of whoever loses his life for my sake will gain it. Mm-hmm. And and I think that that's where I will ask. Is it safe to say that God determines the outcomes? It's not that not only that he cares about the outcomes, but that he determines the outcomes to bring us to a place where we have to make a decision, right? Where we have to say, like, I I think, I think God's love for us is so that he would stop at nothing to prove his love for us and for us to love him back. Yes. And I, I agree. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I, I would agree and that the outcomes of games he he pre could could very well very easily predetermine not so that we would relish in the fact that we either won or lost but so that we would come to a place where we would know him and see him and be able to accept him and love him for who he is and not for who we think he is right right exactly um, and it and it doesn't even have to like because as a game goes on as because I had one of those one of those moments um, at the track when we were at Bristol hmm. um, a few a few weeks ago and we were under the lights and we hadn't pitted in a while or we had just got done with a pit stop maybe three or four laps uh, prior to this moment that I had and I was just I was just looking into the crowd seeing everybody you know taking it all in. And I thought to myself, like, like I'm, I'm really out here doing this, right? Like, this is, this is what I get to do for a living, and, and God has allowed me to do it. He's put me in, he's put me in places, in, in groups of people, in a network of people, um, to where I've ended up where I am now. I like think about it. If I didn't, if I didn't go to Wingate, I never would have met you, right? I never would have gotten involved in Young Life, right? And through Young Life, I never would have, um, if I never gotten involved in Young Life, I never would have moved to North Carolina. Right. If I hadn't done that, been involved in Young Life, got on Young Life staff, been introduced to people at Joe Gibbs Racing who also are familiar with Young Life, come to know the Lord through Young Life, I never would have gotten the opportunity to be in that moment that I had. Right. And just taking it all in, being like just appreciating the the, the events that, 
that that transpired that led to my realization that you know this is all because of God, right? And right. and and not to discount the heart, like the hard work that I've put in before, like in the midst of all this. Not to say that it was all just by chance, but no, like it. I've I've had a part to play in this too, and right. God is just, God is just allowing me to see the fruit of my labor, right? As it as it pertains to giving Him honor, right? Exactly. Like me me not taking all the credit is what is what God is looking after, right? And not only not taking all the credit, but pointing the credit towards him. And like, this is where I think it can seem as if God were arrogant and wanting attention, Mm -hmm. but I think it's the opposite, right? Like, I think that God like created us for him and him for us. I don't know if that, it's like, we need him like we need water. Yes. And so in the same way, like, the whole reason to glorify God is not so that God can be like, you know, it's, it's not because God is arrogant. It's because we need water and we need a sign to point us there. Mm. You see what I'm getting at? Yeah. Yeah. That's like, good. it's not that God wants us to like, to be like his, his like lowly subjects. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He just he just knows that we need him because he created us to need him. Mm-hmm. And 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 then at the same time, I think there's a really beautiful picture in that that God wants us maybe more than we even think we want him. Like his desire for us is as great as our need for him. Right. Isn't that a really beautiful picture? Like heck yeah, especially understanding who God is. Like some some a deity of that that has that that power and all all of its splendor and everything that we see it's like he's responsible for like and yet he still won and since the beginning of humanity creation he deemed us to be his most like the apple of his eye right like we were the best of all of his creation and and for him to to deem us like that like like is it's it's beyond it's beyond compare. It's beyond like what even words can describe. And even like yeah, God not to not even making God to seem like he's arrogant, like you said. It's not as if God needs our our like no God did it, God did it. He doesn't need that. Like creation itself will do that on its own. Right. Like it, it doesn't need any help from us to be like, no, God, like this is all God, like pointing to God. He doesn't need that. Right. But, and that's what, and that, that's what makes it much more um, glorifying for him is because he knows that he doesn't need it. And then like being faithful followers of Christ, when we give that to him, knowing that he doesn't need it, it makes it that much sweeter. Right. It, it makes, it makes God's heart that much happier. Right. Which comes back to his character. Mm-hmm. And it's love, man. And like, and I think ultimately that's, that's what victory is, is that we know what love is and that we become that ourselves. Yep. And that's a good one. I've always wondered, man, like I've played with some really good athletes in my time and some of the best ones I've ever played with never made it to the big stage. Mm. And I've always wondered if the best athletes aren't the ones that we see on Sundays and on, you know, on the TV, but perhaps are the ones that, that gave up their spot for another. Yeah. Or, or sacrifice their spot to go take care of their family or, or whatever it looks like. What if, what if the greatest players are the ones that are never, that are never mentioned? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Because because those, I mean, you hear it even now. Like those are the ones that make the best teammates, right? One the one the teammate that's not all about him or herself, right? And it's yeah, the meek shall inherit the earth. That it goes it goes back to that, right? And the ultimate victory being 
um, that we we realize our ultimate need for Jesus. Right. And and what better what better way to realize that um, if we don't already for ourselves or help other people to realize it than to than to reflect the characters and attributes of Jesus. Right. Jesus was very humble. He didn't right. he didn't go out seeking the crowds for attention. They right. they came to him. They flocked to him. Right. There are, there are oftentimes when Jesus performed miracles, whoever he performed the miracle for, he told them not to say anything. Right. He told him not to. When you think about the man with um with leprosy. Right. He told him not to say anything, just to go before the Pharisees so that they can they can sign off, paraphrasing again, so they can sign off that you are you're no longer a leper. Right. Like it's and even then with that, he's he's looking out for the 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 former leper. Like he's he did that so he could get the approval publicly that he's no longer a leper. And that right. he that he can be amongst society again and not be ostracized as he right. once was. Right. And and all that like and that's a really another good point there too. So the the care this comes back to the character of God and it really comes down to the character of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And man, like people love to talk about how the crowds flocked to him and and they did. Mm-hmm. And he, he was kind of a celebrity there for a while. But there came a time where he basically turned to the crowds and said, Look, the only reason you're following me is because you 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 want bread. Ah. You want miracles, right? Mm-hmm. But but if you if you knew who I was, you you would know that I am the bread of life and I am I am the light of the world, right? Yep. And and basically challenges them that like he says, if you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, you you cannot you have no part in me. You don't you can't be my disciples. To which every single person, think about five thousand people, and every single person walked away from him except for his twelve disciples. Yep. And and that that's kind of the scene where it's like I mean it's a it's a it's a bandwagon for a while man like you know what I mean like everybody wants to be around the miracle worker uh-huh. until he challenges them to be something more yep and he, the all the apostles like the the twelve disciples stick around and Jesus looks at them and says hey are y'all gonna leave too mm. and and he's and Peter steps up as Peter does and says Lord where are we gonna go. You alone have the words of eternal life. And God, and Jesus' response is, did I not choose you, the 12, yet one of you is a devil? And, and that one was Judas. Mm-hmm. We don't know why he stuck around, but he was there. And, and God chose even him, the mm-hmm. one that was going to betray him. Yeah. You know? And that then, then, you, then you fast forward a little bit to a scene where the apostles are walking down the road. And they're all arguing about who's the greatest. Mm, yeah. And, and Jesus, I can imagine, is just is just casually walking in front of them, you know, not even in the conversation at all. But he is the greatest. Yeah. And and later he asked them, hey, what were y'all talking about? <laughs> right. To which everybody, all the apostles shut up because they knew they were caught. Right. And Jesus' response is, I truly I tell you, the greatest among you will be the service servant of all of you. Yep. And it's just it's a complete dichotomy of like, like, like you know, it's a paradox of what we expect from the greatest, you know, the 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 winner, the king, right? Like yep. the king of the universe, we expect him to be coming on a white horse with a sword and wiping out his enemies with without mercy, right? Right. But but we have this Jesus guy who literally breaks every mold that we could set for the complete opposite, right? <laughs> in a, in appearance, in just the way he carried himself, the total opposite, right? Which is what makes him my Lord. That's why I follow him, is because he's not like other men. Yep, he's not he's not a brute. He's not he's not hungry for power. He's he's merciful and kind, and he and he. The, the the other best part is like, dude, he didn't even have a place to sleep. Mm. Like, he didn't buy himself a mansion. He was out with the homeless men on the outskirts of the city. Yep. Golly, yeah. And it, yeah, it's, yeah, he's. I I don't I don't know. It's like. Just just taking all of that into into consideration and reflecting on that. It's like. 
that's and that's what people, whether we know it or not, that's what people are longing for. Right. I mean, yeah, of course, the white horse, all that. It it sounds good, like yes, but what people, what we really desire is for someone to to understand us, right. to 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 know what we've been through, to relate to us, um, and and all that. Like you, even just those three, it doesn't matter how you how you pull up. I mean, for the majority, it may, but really, really and truly, like somebody that understands you can can really feel your pain and to and to relate to you on every I, level like and that's what that's that that goes miles right that that, that goes that goes such a long way and that that still stands true to this day right and that's exactly what Jesus is right like he he's been betrayed by a close friend we've all had that happen before <laughs> right um he's been talked about behind his back to his face He's been used, like right. manipulated, like and and been in crowds of people where the majority didn't associate with him. He was he he at one point was yeah, he was an outsider. Right. He he was an outsider. Like people didn't hang with him because of who he hung with. Right. Like so he, he understands us on on way in on levels and in ways that we don't even understand ourselves right and which which goes to show you the way he cares for us yes even on the field of competition exactly exactly golly that's so good (laughs) that that yeah yeah in the in the and the more we can understand that the more that the more we can realize our need for jesus and that he can be just that that it'll be imagine what the i I won't even i'll go as far as to say just the the u.s how how just imagine how much how how better how much better off the u.s would be not even saying the world but just let's start here at home first (laughs) How, how how better off we would be if we realized that the truth that is our need for Jesus and that he can be that for us. Right. Golly. Dude, like there's so many, there's so many stories I could tell you about, like that I've just heard about believers that like, they speak to this. They speak to this victory that cannot be, that can't be won by human hands. It's not, it's it's not something we take hold of by force, mm-hmm. right? It's something we take hold of by faith. And yeah. Ooh, I mean, that's a good one. Th- there's there's no way to possess God in the sense that we have control over Him, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like we we just have to receive Him. I mean, you know what I mean? I think think about like a if if the quarterback threw you the football. Right, mm-hmm. and you and you put your hands up too late or too early. What's going to happen? You're going to drop it, or it's going to go right through your hands. <laughs> right, right, and that's that's kind of the way we've got to receive the gospel. Is like we can't take, we can't make the gospel fit the way we want it to fit. Ooh. We've got to receive it as it comes. Yeah, whether it's a bullet, whether it's a lob, like yeah, receive it because it's yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I almost went into a whole football spiel just now. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I get what you're saying. You can't like in that same in that same in that same example. You can't make the quarterback throw you a, a perfect ball. Right. You can't make you can't make him throw you a spiral every time. Right. Like on a screen, there is no getting your hands on the laces. You can as soon as you get the ball in your hand as a quarterback, it, it needs to come out even faster on the screen. Right. And it's not going to be a spiral. You're not going to have the laces right. It may come right. as a duck. And right. our job is to is to receive it. Catch it. Right. Catch <laughs> and, it running. And, and do with that what we will. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I mean that that I mean that's where I like to see God as the as the master artist, right? Yeah. And he uses everything, whether it's a game, whether it's a a, a picture or a movie or you know, whatever he uses all of it as brushstrokes to glorify who he is mm-hmm. so that we would, like you said, it comes back to knowing his character and seeing our need for that. Mm-hmm. And the rest is just, 
surrender and abiding in that and training yourself to, to, to be in that groove forever, I guess, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And by no means is it going to be easy. Like, no. like he- hear us when we say that, when we say all this, like, it's not, it's not going to be, um, like a flip of a switch. Like right. it's, it's going to, it's going to take some time. It's, it's going to take some time, but that's what, that's why we rely on the strength, um, and the knowledge of the Holy Spirit so that we can, so that we can better understand the character of Jesus and the, the attributes of God to help us to be more like him, not to be like him but to be more like to reflect the, the image, the attitudes and the, and the, um, and the, the attributes of, of, of Christ. Amen. Cause we'll, we'll never be exactly like him, but we can for sure. It's like a parent and a child. You'll never be like your dad. You'll never be like your mother. You, you won't even be like your siblings, but there are different, there are different mannerisms. There are different, uh, there are different, Facial expressions, there are different things that you do that remind other people or that 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 show other people, oh yeah, yeah, you're definitely you're definitely uh Adam's boy or you're definitely Banks's daughter. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like like you almost prophesy? Yeah. <laughs> well, nah, nah. <laughs> nah I'll play with not you. me, cousin. <laughs> <laughs> no. But um I feel you, I feel you. But yeah, it's almost it's like that like father like son. Right. Like father, like son. Boom. Amen. So when it's all said and done, God's love for us isn't dictated by a winning or a losing record. Instead, in any game or sport you're involved in, the true victory is seeing your need for Jesus and helping others do the same, even the competition. And that, that's the win God really cares about. And that, Ladies and gentlemen, concludes episode one of the new revamp season of Playing for More. Um, by the way, we do have a way that you all can interact with us. The Playing for More podcast is on Instagram at Playing for More, all one word and all lowercase. Feel free to DM us um, about any topic suggestions that you want uh, me and Banks to talk about and what the Word of God has to say about it. Um, hit us up if you have any prayer requests, if you have any criticisms even, or even if you just want to say what's up, feel free to hit us up on IG at Playing For More, all one word, all lowercase. I want to thank y'all so much for listening. It means the world uh, for you all to be able to to, to tune in and hear the heart um, that we have uh, for, for people, um, just to use this platform for the purpose that God has called us to do as believers. We love y'all. We thank you so much again. And we pray that you join us next week for episode two of the Plan for More podcast. Thank you and God bless. I go to church on the weekends, but I'm still far from perfect. Yeah, I'm still far from